Welcome to Awesome Season 3, the podcast where we tell you whether a movie is awesome, so-so, or meh. I'm Matt. No, I'm Matt. I'm Dave. I'm LJ. This season, we're screwing with the space-time continuum, so you don't have to. Mm. I like sports. We're back. Um, And this week... Boom! We're here with the New Year's special of Back to the Future's not one and not two, but all three. Um, but I'm sure it'll be short conversation. <laughs> well, I mean, well, I didn't watch two or three. I am just getting off memory, but I did watch one on the way here. I was sitting in traffic, watched it in my car. Back all in time. I watched one uh, straight through. I watched half of two, and then the other half of two, because kids tend to take up a lot of time. And then I watched half of three, and then I came back and watched the other half of three at, like, double speed. Not 1.4. Did your kids watch any of these? No, it was actually about 1.4. What about 1.21 gigawatt? And I will say, I was a little surprised with the amount of... Times they said the word shit and bastard, In son the first of a bitch. One. I was like, "Woo, this first, is for yeah. a, the first one." I think was PG, right? Mm-hmm. And it does say shit and bastard and son of a bitch quite a bit. It's PG, not PG thirteen. It's PG, PG. because it's before. <clears throat> was it before PG thirteen? No, no, it wasn't. Because that will do. I think it's before the first. Record. I think they must have PG. maxed out the number of shits, bastards, and son of a bitch they could have to maintain the PG. Well, but who's who's <coughs> this is and uh, great Scots. This is. They said yeah. Great Scott's Spiel, Spielberg executive producer or something. Back to the Future 2 is also PG. Zemeckis. No, it's an executive producer. Oh. Yes, yes. His name's somewhere on it. Yeah, so I, when you got... Back to the Future 3 is also PG. They're all, they're all PG. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, I thought the language was a little uh, rough. For well, PG honestly, movies. too, when you think PG 2, <laughs> it's fair. Not in this household. And how did you, Fuck, watch, yeah. how did well, you also, watch all three? Did you not work today? No, I've, I've had some time in the... Today, I've had a week. Oh. We had weeks. Yeah. But we, we, we I didn't mean, you say we going to watch it back in December. Um, true, a year with ago. time travel, we've had a year's. Um, I will say, too, for PG, not so much the other two, but the first one also has a lot of sexual intentions in it as well. That's true. Like Peeping Tom... Uh, yeah, I mean, Peeping Tom got her in a bra. Her very much getting raped by Biff at one point. Holy cow, that guy was like, I think it's only. I mean, I don't even know what that movie would look like. Also, her not that it couldn't be made because people say they can't be made, but wow, he would have looked a lot different nowadays. Right? Because I mean, he's like pretty much he's a murder. He's a murderous rapist. Like he's gonna kill Marty. He's gonna ram him into the truck and. Mash him. Yeah. yeah, but Marty's mom also tries to sleep with him. Yeah. Does she? Uh, what? In the car? No, in the house. No. She, she like, grabs she, his leg yeah, and she asks Marty's grandparents. Oh, he can sleep in my room. He can sleep in my room. <laughs> I, know, I know you have a hard time with female sexuality, Slaz, but... <laughs> no, I, uh... No, that's what I mean. Is that, like... There's a lot none of, of none of that would have made it PG thirteen, but the combination of that and the language seems just like, seems a little interesting for PG thirteen because usually, 
I mean PG, because usually our PG movies are just the more like, like, edgy kids, more movies. edgy kids movies. Like, oh man, they like Parent Trap. Yeah, yeah, just something a little more edgier than like Frozen. Yes, <laughs> like pretty much is like like Parent Trap. It hits one in the head. It might cuss a couple of times, but it's not. PG-13. Or, like, I think technically, like, um, Nightmare Before Christmas is PG, probably just due to horror-type elements. Yeah. Well, and wasn't that, isn't that the conversation about how PG-13 has changed over time? Wasn't it, um, because nowadays we have movies that will do just enough to get it under PG-13. So they'll take out a little bit more blood and make sure they only use the F-word once and they'll dial it just back enough to get PG-13. So it, it seems like a, a, an awesome movie that should be rated R and should have kind of some more intensity You mean like it. when they when, when Die Hard 4 came out and he said yippee ki yeah, and gun, then there was like an explosion or something? Gunshot. Like a gunshot. Yeah, yes. stupid. So they, they tame them down and they like rein them in when I thought back in 80s or 90s or whenever that basically PG-13 was a way for PG movies to put more junk in them and allow them to be harder and scarier and you yeah, know, yeah, more yeah. mature. Because I, I, I mean the first PG-13 movie from what I understand is Temple of Doom. I don't, Doom I, don't think Doom. It's, I don't think it's the actual first. It's one of two movies I believe that are discussed. That, that are discussed. That and I think Gremlins was a Gremlins was another like movie that pushed them. To so it's PG thirteen is supposed to be a place where a PG movie can get edgier and darker, not where an R movie can get nerfed down to a PG thirteen to make the money. So I feel like Back to the Future probably started out as PG thirteen, and they cut just enough to get PG. Because it, it would have been a very mild PG-13. Eh. Yeah. Oh. It's just some swears. I don't know. Now that I don't, now that it doesn't matter, since I'm an adult and can see all the movies, it really doesn't matter unless I'm showing it to my kids, but given that they only like cartoon animals for the most part, I'm pretty <laughs> safe. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> it's real. I mean, it's really just the S word. Um, I feel like... Maybe I'm, GD or whatever, but... Yeah, there's a, there's a, but there's a and lot the of them. And the B word. B word. Yeah. And MGS, Great Scott. And... Yeah, and heavy. And, and SOB. Yeah. Oh yeah, SOB shows up a couple of times. Yeah. But, I don't know, it's, yeah. I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that those particular words are enough to push it into a PG thing. No, even I, today. I was just, I just, it, you know, when you're watching it with an eight year old, sure. I was kind of cringing like, Ooh, I know this movie's cutesy and funny and, and very wacky, but, um. But remember, the, the purpose of the rating is so parents know Hey, there's some stuff, like whether that's violence or language, and so that they can either talk to their kids about it before they see the movie, right. or talk to them after. Yeah. Right? So it's like, oh, you might hear some language, we don't, te- we don't necessarily use that kind of language, or whatever, you know, or yeah. we don't, we don't treat people in such a way, or, right, right. you know, that kind of stuff. That, that, the rating is supposed to give parents a blueprint and guidelines to know, like, should I let my kids see this? Um, and if I do, you know, when should I have a conversation I, about it? I guarantee the reason why it's not PG-13 is because most people... Because outside of those things, the only difference between that and, let's say, Avengers is Avengers has violence in it. And back the Back to the Future trilogy does not have violence really in it. Not no. that there isn't violence, but not... 
it's not a, a movie where it's not an action movie where people are fighting the whole time. Yeah. Yes, there might be a, fi- a fist fight scene for two seconds here or there, but. Um, when we started Back to the Future 1, my wife noticed, so in the opening scene where there's all the clocks, there's a bit of foreshadowing. One of the clocks... Is them is him hanging yeah, on. Yeah, I'd never noticed that before. I was oh, like, hey, it, it's foreshadowing. It, yeah, Charlie Chaplin or so, whatever. It's, uh, I think it's the... I don't know. I didn't know who it was. I just It was just somebody hanging. I saw that too, interestingly. Yeah. yeah. And I will say, you know, um, it could also be an homage to a lot of these time travel movies... Have people with a... I mean, the time machine. Didn't he have a bunch of clocks in the original time machine? Mm-hmm. But it was specifically the one where it hangs oh, yeah. much like Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. yeah. So I, I noticed that, but also the, yeah. the fact that it's like people with time machines tend to collect clocks. Yeah, they're preoccupied yeah. with time. Yeah. So his, his My experiment worked. I managed to sync up all the clocks. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, for those unfamiliar... Uh, do we want to give a quick rundown of Back to the Future's 1 through 3? Well, let's, should we... Now, the adventures of Marty McFly and Doc Brown as they go forward and backwards in time. Yeah. And so. you don't need to know, one's a high schooler, and one's a crazy professor scientist guy who... Always yeah. yells. <laughs> and, and he always, always overreacts. Always overreacts. And he's always yelling. Yeah. So... Now... We're in my flux capacitor! What I still would love to know... How and why a high schooler becomes friends with a crazy old man? They do never oh, explain that, huh? That's a good point. But see, I, I wonder if this goes. This goes. Okay, not I was, that they need to. No, but I was talking to someone. I do have some ideas for the Back to the Future extended universe, but go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I was talking to someone about how movies can have plot holes, um, or different things. But if you make them well enough, people stop caring because if the story and the characters are interesting enough, people don't oh, yeah. spend time thinking about plot holes. Because yes. we were talking about how, not to get too sidetracked, but how the X-Men universe, you know, are they going to try to, you know, as Marvel, as Avengers starts winding down, are they going to start adding X-Men type stuff in there? Mm. How do you explain the fact that all these other superheroes have been all situations that brought their powers upon them? And also now you're going to have people who are just born with powers... And I said, if they do it well enough, people won't care. Like, because nobody's nobody's cared about it, really. Oh, I'm sure there's nerds you have. But nobody's really cared about it within the comic books themselves. No, but I'm saying, exactly. It's just one of those things where if you do it well enough, in a movie, if you do the story well enough, and it's people over are willing to overlook like things like a high schooler and the scientist who lives in a garage, pretty much. Well, I think the weirder thing going to the like Marvel stuff is the reaction to the X-Men from people... Oh, we're afraid of them. Versus their reaction to the Avengers. We're not afraid of Captain America. We are afraid of. But I don't know that I would consider the fact that we don't know how Marty and Doc met a plot hole. No, it's just more of a weird... One thing I wondered, and I just thought of this, because one of my questions is, why does Doc have a giant speaker amplifier in his garage? Other than for Marty to play... That's why he has it. So, but I'm wondering if that's part of how they begin... How they became friends is if that's how. Um, Go ahead. All right. <laughs> I'm wondering if that is how. Feeling too good. I'm assuming too. We'll just keep talking about. Let's talk about. So, this is for our listeners right now. 
Don Hugh has already gone poop twice, I'm pretty sure. Has <laughs> left has left the room again to go poop again. Just so you guys all know, he might, you know, not be feeling too well. Anyways, so go on. But I'm wondering if because I wonder if that <laughs> was one of his experiments or something was making an amplifier because that would have been very new at that time. <clears throat> or an amplifier of that size, and because Marty played guitar, he yeah. was able to use it, and they kind of became friends. Did he send? Did he? That's a total it, theory. Or, or, or is he a predator? Could be that also. And he <laughs> uses it to draw people in, and yeah. then he just got sidetracked by this whole time travel adventure. My thought but was, he didn't live in a garage. Really, <clears throat> he had a house and a garage. Because when he goes back in time, he meets him in his house, and then remember, Doc grabs all of his blueprints and runs out to his garage, mm-hmm. and Marty follows him out there. He then bangs on the door and says, I know how to prove to you that I'm from the future, and then he explains to them that. Right, but... But he'd already let him into his house before that. But but the, the house you see in the past burns yeah. down. That's right. So then he does just live in the garage. Right by the Burger King or whatever it is. Yeah. I've seen this movie stupid amount of times. He, his house burns down? Yeah. It was, you don't hear about it. You don't see it burn down. You hear about, yeah. like, um, I believe they, it's... I think, I think it's in the newspaper article right at the very beginning. Yeah, when when, you, when he walks into the house or something... You see a newspaper article about it's some like, land like, burns. Like, it's like the like, scientist's house burns down. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't catch that. It's in. It's got to be in one or two, it is right? In the, it's, in the, it's, in the, it's in the beginning of the first one. Oh. It's in the intro of the first movie. With during. It's like right before you start seeing all the clocks, or right after all the clocks. It's like a newspaper that's or an article that's cut out that's laying on the table. Oh. Wow. Good catch. Good catch. Haven't you... Okay. So, for me, some background, I probably, almost once a week or once every two weeks, when I was a child, watched all three of these movies Mm. in a row, or attempted to before I got too bored. Mm. So I have seen these three movies a sad amount of times. I've I've only seen them each once, and now I've seen seen the first one twice. I've probably seen Terminator 2 about... 40 or 50 times. Right, but then... Terminator 2, because I used to... I used to put it on to go to bed, too. Here's the scene. So the newspaper article says, Brown Mansion destroyed, and there's a picture of firefighters below it. Uh, Brown Estate sold to developers. Yeah. Bankrupt, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So it burned down. So all he has is that, like, either garage or, um, back house or whatever that's in the present time. The whole chair. Scoot the whole chair to your right. Wow. I'm just trying to make as much room for Donkey so he can get back oh. in. If he makes it back. If he gets back in. Yeah. He's still gone for listeners. Yeah. Um. So. So anyway, so we don't know how they meet, but. Um, Which is fine. Yeah. Um. We get a background of Marty's family. Um. He has. A brother and a sister. Yeah. Uh, uh, extremely nerdy dad. Yeah, parents are married, and, um... Life seems very average to below, sub-below average. Not horrible life, but just, like, they're not living high life, the high life. Yeah. Um, we also get introduced to, um... Biff. Biff, who is... Really cool. Lives down the street for them still. Yeah. He's a really cool guy. Yeah. Um, it's Marty. He's, he's in this, in the first one, he's Marty's dad's boss. 
Yes. And and he's, he comes over and drinks beer in his leisure shoot and uh, picks on and he and he's a bully. Yeah. And he picks on the dad and makes him do his work for him. And he takes he borrows the dad's car, drunk drives in it, and then gets mad at the dad because he didn't tell Biff there was a blind spot, and yes. he crashed the car and spilled beer on himself, and now he forces. If Mar- I if Marty's I turn in my paperwork in your handwriting, yeah, no, he's I mean he's totally all over the dad bullying him, right? Yeah. And then um, we see, so we get pretty much introduced to all of our main cast that we are going to have for pretty much, uh, well, when, and when, especially once we meet um, Marty's girlfriend Jennifer, we pretty much get the most the most of the cast that we are going to know for the whole trilogy, which is except for one character. Yeah, who's only in the third one? Which yeah. character? Oh. The 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 girlfriend. Claire. Oh, Claire. Yeah. Oh. Um, <clears throat> I had some ideas. Sorry. Let's see if this lasts. Uh, but BTS. Oh, by the, the way, guys, Donahue's back in the bathroom. Yeah. Um, I was curious about the beef between the Doc and Professor Strickland, or I'm sorry, Principal Strickland. Yeah. Oh, yeah, why does he hate him? Yeah. And why did he hate the... No, okay. Why did he hate George? So George is Marty's dad. Why did he hate George? Okay, no, here's the... Here's the nice I, think no, he hated, I think he hated George because George lets people, like, bully him and pit, walk all over. I, I, as the principal, it seems like someone who's strict, but... Oh, jerk. Now, as far as I'm not yeah. liking Dr. Brown, my thought is... It goes back to your whole... This... Is, he, is, is the principal more like, dude, why are you hanging out with a crazy old man? Aren't you supposed to hang out with other 16-year-olds and just, you know... I would be worried be about that, except for the fact that he has an attractive girlfriend. So it's like, it's not like he's a loner who's hanging out with the doc. He's got a girlfriend. Yeah. But why, I don't know why he hated George, the dad. I think like, I think it was just... The, I think I think they're, just portray, I think they're also portraying him that he's just a principal who's mean. Because like, he not, says to him, like, you need to, like, stand up for yourself, essentially. Yeah, he's or not, maybe the principal wants to be in with the cool kids. Also, oh, no, but, you know, who do you see him being nice to? Because he gives Biff a hard time too. Yeah, he gives. Yeah, I think he's just a principal who gives all the kids a hard time. He's not. He's not hourly trying to be mean to certain kids. I think he's just a strict principal. Almost well, no, like he, his name. In one scene, though, he gets right in Marty's face and tells him he's going to amount to nothing. Yeah, well, like your father. That's, that's, that's all. That's, that's all. That's mean. That's not yes, just yes. strict. That's also because yeah. Marty was late for the eighth time this week. He was also going to shoot off Marty's balls, but anyways, <laughs> um, strict. Part, part. The next one is. I'm curious about Uncle Joey. Why oh, is yeah. he in jail, and why does he remain in jail, and why does he keep failing parole? Because he likes it in there. Yeah, because he liked his crib. Yeah, get used oh. to these bars, kid. So, um, we get introduced to all these things. I have I have one more, uh, two more. Go ahead. Is Grandpa a serial killer mowing down neighborhood kids? Another one of these damn kids jumped in front of my car. <laughs> yeah, where are all the damn kids coming from? Yeah. And then the last one I have is the Libyans. What happens to them? Like, Marty comes back at the end of the movie. They've presumably just run into something. They just, No, it defeats like, them. The thing that defeats them is running into something. Also, why... No, the, the car explodes. Doesn't it explode when it runs through the photo map? Yes. Also, yeah, that, was ex- dead. that was an extremely the racist... The car exploded? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. There was also very, a very racist scene. The Libyans were so... Poorly acted. <laughs> well, and one of them was Mexican, but anyways. <laughs> well, well, yes, yes, but oh. I will say. And the accents were so bad. Accents, they they, t- they have like three they, lines. They speak? <laughs> yeah. Yes. It was bad. But they like the, they bad. have like three lines, and then they. They have machine guns that don't work and VW buses that don't work. So, yeah. okay, when they. 
when they go back into when the scene at the mall, uh-huh. the, before they go back and the Libyans come. Yeah. When I was a little kid, I wanted to know why that one gun had a uh, eraser on the top of it. An eraser? Yeah. Huh? If, you, if you look at the gun... No. Is it an AK-47 with iron sights? <laughs> no, because, I mean, like, the wh- what's the eraser? I don't, I don't get it. I'll show you. Okay. I'm thinking, like, the iron sight where it, like, goes up and then has, like, a little ball. No, no. I look like a big eraser. Oh, my goodness. You're talking about the RPG? Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. You thought that the, the rocket-propelled grenade was an eraser head. Right, I'm trying to find a picture. Yes. Shaped. Oh, because it's shaped like those ones that you used to put on the... Uh, yeah, the ones that are... Because I was like... It's like the kind that you'd put on a pencil when the eraser's... Yes, yeah. That's Because when you're... When I'm, you know, seven and watching this, it's not like I know a lot about... I'm just like... Yeah. I, I know it's a gun. That's just a weird-looking gun. Yeah. <clears throat> so... So, anyways, those are my ideas. Um. So Donald, he's done now. He, he's about to leave again. But LJ, you were saying we meet all the characters. Oh yeah, we were trying to go through the plot before you okay. left and came back. Sorry, and interrupted our whole podcast multiple uh, times with this issue of yours. Although I don't know if he's interrupted <laughs> more than we've interrupted ourselves about his interrupting. Uh, I don't. I, I think we've definitely he let, he interrupted for five seconds and we've talked about it for several minutes. So I think we're probably happy that he's interrupting though and not not interrupting. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. Um, <laughs> we've locked the door. <laughs> uh, so we get introduced everyone. We get, um, he shows that he's a horrible musician. Yeah, he's great later on because I will say the music that Marty Marty and his band play in the very beginning. Well, first. Okay, we see Marty play guitar three times total in the first movie, I think. The first time he goes, he strums it once and the whole amp explodes and he flies across the room. Right, so that's... But, not, that, but that wasn't his fault. That the, was second, because the second time... It was, it was... Well, it was his fault, but he, he sort he, of not his it, fault. It, everything went up to 11. Right, but the doc... He, presumably, he played that loud before because the doc tells him, like, don't play because it's going to overload. Right. And then... So then his band plays for the, the um, talent show. And it pretty much, I mean, not that it sounds horrible, but, I mean, they purposely make it sound like it's just non-stop loud guitars. Yeah. They, they don't try to make it sound good at all. It's almost like, I don't want to call it heavy metal, but it, it's it's a metal or a really hard rock sound for something that they obviously want soft rockers. First of all, he was playing um, Power of Love by Huey Lewis in the News. That was the song he was playing. Was it? Mm-hmm. Huh. Alright. Um, and know? second, and secondly, it was Huey Lewis who was the one who told right, uh, you're too loud. But yeah, he's playing Power of Love. Yeah, so him and the Wild Oh, really? Uh-huh. Oh, wow, that's an interesting side note. Did you know Uncle Joey when they, when Marty meets him? Because Marty meets him as a baby. Uh-huh. Was actually wearing a black and white striped shirt. And the no. camera. Was he really? Yeah. And the camera angle is positioned so that you only see him through the bars of his crib. Huh. Yeah, this is them playing. No, see, it's not... Uh, so, it's not uh, so much this part. It's... But that was a common thing, like, if you were trying to play, like, a harder rock. Okay, I guess I didn't catch that the background riffs yes. are... No, I didn't. No, no, okay. it's because I think they're trying to play up that he just loves doing his... Yeah. His old... Guitar old, solos. Yes. It's pretty much a, a guitar solo the whole time. Yeah. Which yeah. is a little weird if you're... In, usually guitar solos are also later in songs. Typically yeah. not the first 
ten seconds of it. <laughs> he, listen, he's just trying to really impress them with his gu- guitar solo. Yeah, and Huey Lewis is the one who says you're just too darn loud. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, pretty much we, this is all this gives a background to the... They go back in time. Yeah. Well, there's, there's the clock tower is after that, too. Like, save oh, yeah, the, clock, save the tower. clock tower. Only Marty goes back in time. Yes, because the Libyans come. Well, first they just test it on the dog. Yes. And it works. There. That save the clock tower scene, since I knew what was happening in the movie, felt very forced. I felt like they could have been more subtle with the, they're like, save the clock tower because it was hit by lightning on January 4th. There's no reason I'd be saying that, but January 4th, remember, save the clock tower lightning. Like, I was like, uh, that's a little jarring for, Again, only because I know... No, I don't agree. I think they only said that it got... Only one time did they say it got hit by lightning. She was pushy. And she, she was supposed pushy. to be pushy because she, she interrupts them from kissing. She was being pushy because it was a historical thing. And they wanted and to destroy it. Was, and yeah, it doesn't that, work because it got hit by lightning. Da, da, da. And also, like, if you didn't feel like it was... Uh, if it was... What did you say? Jarring. If you didn't feel like it was jarring the first time you ever saw the movie, then, you, then going back and, well, I know... Uh, therefore, I mean, I could say like, oh, the scene where Marty's driving to try to get back to 1985 is jarring because I've seen the movie and I know it's No, no I guess no. what I mean is, usually when you have a Chekhov's gun incident, it's usually like a brief camera flash of something, and then you go, I bet you that's going to be used later, and you're kind of questioning mm-hmm. whether it's going to be used later or not. In this one, they're like, look at Chekhov's gun! It's a gun! Did you know it shoots? It might kill bad but, guys! But, 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 but Donnie's also saying, too, is if you didn't notice that your first time, you're probably only seeing it now because you're going, oh, ish. They explained everything right then and there. Yes, and I acknowledge that, that it is because I know right. that so it's, I'm saying it's, it's Because they check out his gun, the plutonium, it's just sitting underneath the bed, and his skateboard hits the thing of plutonium at the very beginning of the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, that's more subtle. Yeah, right. more subtle. Well, this one, the reason I feel like this one can't be as subtle is because it's not that the, subtle, whole, the whole plot of him getting back relies on all that information that is on that flyer for the most part. I wouldn't part. say the plutonium subtle, though, because the very one of the very first things you see is the news reel talking about how plutonium was stolen, and then the camera focuses in on plutonium under the bed. Yeah, so, but, but still, I felt that that was more cleverly done than yeah, someone Yeah, well, I don't know, because the face. clock tower lady, mo, they, he, she says it was struck by lightning and it hasn't worked since. Right. And she says that, that, how many years ago it got struck by lightning. Remember, the right. clock tower is a character in the movie, to be honest. Yes. <laughs> it is. I mean, give it a In all three movies. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it, it is, outside of Biff, Marty's family in and November Biff, whatever 1955 Biff yeah. Mar- and Marty's family I was born. Doc I mean well not so much Doc I mean yes Doc is in different times as well but yeah. but Biff, Biff and Marty's families and the clock tower are the things that are the consistent from the old west when Hill Valley's first founded yeah. to the future which is already in the past now. I which was is more, confusing. more bothered by the fact that he's using an extension cord off the clock tower to transfer <laughs> 1.2 gigawatts. gigawatts. Now, was this was this conceived of as a trilogy? No. I know they filmed no. two and three together. They, so that's to fine. be continued wasn't even on the theatrical cut. When you went and saw it at the movie theater, to be continued was not there. That was added on home video as kind of a lark, uh-huh. and then everybody was like, "Oh, there's going to be a two. So then they yeah. had to do like a two. So you know what they should have done? 
is they should have made it made at the end of it. They should have said that this was the sequel, and then convinced everybody that a movie had come out of the past, movie. and dated it in the past, and made it look like an older movie. And that funny. so, pretty much, Marty goes back in time. His mom thinks he's hot. He screwed. He screw- his mom is gonna think anybody's hot who sleeps in that who gets hit by her dad's car. Right. Uh-huh. She has, and then and, um and, and because be, be, really what happens is you find out, once again this is stuff you learn everything you pretty much everything you learn in the first ten minutes of this damn movie comes back into play when Marty's in the past. Everything right. from Uncle Joy didn't make bail again to I mean the parents talk about the story of how they first met and then all of a sudden Marty's the thing that interrupts their first meeting which. Marty now has to fix his whole family. The plot of the first one really is Marty needs to fix his whole family and get back to the present because, well, otherwise he's stuck in 1955. Right. One of the changes that I, in watching it now, I was kind of surprised they didn't do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Twin Pines Mall becomes Lone Pine Mall. Yes. At the end. I was kind of surprised that the photo of his him and his siblings didn't change a little bit once it came back. I was looking for that, too, since they were more well, well off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, in this movie, Eric Stoltz was initially going to play Marty. Like, right. they wanted Michael J. Fox, but they couldn't get him mm-hmm. because of family ties. But then Eric Stoltz brought too much seriousness to the role. Mm. So, and I just thought to myself, if it were, if this movie were made today, especially by like, uh, um, uh, uh, the guys who make oh, yeah. the Lego movie, those guys, yeah. okay, that they would have brought like, footage of Eric Stoltz back into, like, part two when they have to show alternate footage of of Marty. They yeah. would have, like, as a joke, been like, hey, Eric Stoltz, we want oh, you to yeah. be, be in this and, like, you know, it, uh, it would have been, like, a joke. It would have been, like... Because they recast uh, Jennifer because the actress who played Jennifer in the first movie, her mom got cancer, so she couldn't uh, be in the second movie, so they got Elizabeth Shue. Well, then so I think they would have recast... They would have, like... Throwing Eric Stoltz in. So I remembered something about the girl in part two. I couldn't remember what, whether it was a contract thing or whatever. But I, she was in so little of the movie in two that I actually didn't catch that it was a different actress. No, she's in so little of the movie in number one, you probably didn't catch she was a different actress. Number two, she plays a much bigger role. Still pretty small, though. Still small, but in number one, she's in it for the first ten minutes in the last... One minute. Okay, so I yeah, so I didn't catch that it was a different actress. No, no I remembered no. something about something you, like no, that. It's not hard not to, only because she's not in either of them a ton. The thing that's more, I mean, she's in him more than his siblings, but I mean, Donnie brought the picture. He, he's probably in the same amount. She's probably in the same amount that Strickland is. But yeah, I think right. they would have found a way to bring Eric Stoltz in as kind of a joke. Yeah, Lord and Miller, that's who it is. Um, um, Donnie brought the picture. That's one thing that really bugged me. I don't know why. Well, I do know why. Because why would the siblings slowly fade out? If you change the past, shouldn't they disappear? I think it's something that... Why would they just partially disappear? Because I think it... It was still questionable whether I think it was showing fully... that there's still time to fix everything and time hasn't completely ran out. The closer he got to the point of having his, his parents having to kiss in order to do everything... At the Fish and the Sea dance. That, that, uh, <laughs> that was... And him because at, at like a certain that. point, I think Dave and Jennifer... Or no, no. Marty starts disappearing. Yeah, he but I think, I think Dave and the sister were out of the picture completely. Yes, right. And Marty but, starts which disappearing. Which doesn't make sense. Because if the, kid, if the other two weren't there, Marty wouldn't have been there. 
Why? Because the parents didn't get together. They could have gotten together later in life. Yeah. Second kid, third kid, that type and of thing. And then had half a kid? I No, I don't I don't think that's it. I think it's... The odds of them having any kids is lower. It went in birth age. But why did they, but why did they fade then? Hold on. It, it, here's what I think it was. the odds were going down. It went, it went in birth order. Dave disappeared first, then the sister, then him. Then Marty was next. And it was just every day that they got closer and closer to right. the kiss... No, people people were disappearing they, out. I see why they did that, but it's time travel. It's not, well, there's a chance, so we're just going to have half a body there. You changed the past, so the future should change well, until you fix the past. I did, so how, I did wonder, how would the picture represent that there was only a 50% chance that they may get together? Given it can't. Your picture can't represent a chance. It has to represent an outcome. I, I get why they do it, because they wanted to show... Well, I don't think in 1985 things. Dave was walking around without a head. And then he was walking around with only one yes, arm. I, I think it was showing Marty, like, you're getting... I, all it was is, for us, the audience and Marty, in a sense, to understand, like, he needs to fix this. Time otherwise, everything, yes, everything, you're going to, you ruined everything. Yeah, of course it's movie magic, so there's no reason why. But, but my argument would be the reason why is because the percentage was going down of them ever meeting. That's totally why they did it. But suppose, for the sake of the argument, time travel is real. It really didn't sure. work. Yes. Then, if you went back and changed the past, your picture isn't going to show a partial person. Well, I know the whole thing's fake. Time travel's fake. Right. That, I do agree with what you're saying, because a picture is simply a moment in time. So right. a picture, it exactly. would just be, what should have happened is Dave should have disappeared. Just boop! Yes. The picture is instantaneously... And, and oh crap! But then, but, but then at the same time, would you? How do you explain why didn't Marty just ex- disappear right on the spot? It should, I think they all should have disappeared, and they should have gone. Oh crap! But then, if Marty, but, but then again, but then see, here's the problem with time travel movies: if Marty was to disappear right on the spot, the, cam- the picture itself would disappear. The, everything would just everything would disappear because well, no, that spot in time was still there. They just weren't present in that spot because no, the person exist. wouldn't have been holding the camera to point it at nothing. Everything would yeah. just disappear. The, the picture might change to a selfie. Well, and and if Mar and if Marty was never born, then no one went back in time to ruin everything. Also, time is moving. He's thirty years in the past. The picture just bothered me because the picture yeah. is a snapshot, like Dave said, and so to have a half a person there just seemed fake. Granted, time travel's fake, right? But that was that was impossible. That was, even yes. even beyond time travel being fake. There's no way that camera There's was no ever pointing at a half a person. And I know that people, I mean, you know the filmmakers are just doing it because, I mean, it's a movie. It's They're trying to explain to... that your time is running out. You better fix yes. this quick. But... Because they do it in part three. They do it in part two. Like... Oh, movie. absolutely. And yeah. that's kind of why I asked about the sequels because, um, I mean, obviously it's easier to write the sequels once you've had one come out and then you can base everything based off of that. But, yeah. It, it it almost felt like, which is impossible. They wrote the first one to reference the last two. No, but but I think so. I don't know how much deeper into the plot we really need to get, other than Biff is a horrible person. Right. Biff is a murderous rapist. Well, that's really about the plot. We pretty much covered the plot. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, and I was going to say, is there any other details in the first one? And then we all know the classic scene where they, you know, he's racing down, has a coat hanger on his car on the DeLorean right um so they can so to perfectly tied now I would love to see the math work on perfectly timing the speed of the car to make sure he accelerated exactly the right time to to connect with the the wire at the right time of the light I mean I would have loved to see the the math was wrong though 
Doc's math was wrong. Because the... Marty car- started the car like 10 seconds late. The car stalled. You could argue this, though. I will argue this. It wouldn't have to connect the wire the second the lightning was going through it. You could have had it hit the wire 88 miles an hour and trail the wire for 10, 15 feet. And as long as because lightning moves at the speed of light even down a wire. That's true. The so, wire's got some stretch. Yeah, so all right. it has to do is be going 88 when it hits... No, be going 88 when lightning hits it. So as long as it's going 88 when it hits the wire, then it can drag that wire as far as it needs to. So you've got a little well, And leeway. it could have connected with the wire, been dragging it for five seconds, then lightning hits and it charges it up. Yeah, absolutely. Because it wasn't connected to the wire for just a split second. So it only has to go 88. And they were also transferring 1.2 whatever gigawatts or gigawatts through what appeared to be a very small extension cord. What's the matter don't, with that, though? Don't 1.2 whatever. That's more conductive than air. It would blow the wire up. It would still travel down the wire, though. No, it would probably just blow it up before it ever traveled. Uh-oh. No. matter. We've got a battle of the physics nerds. First <laughs> of all, I've actually seen this happen in real life. I actually caused it to happen, and it did blow the wire. Um, we were at uh, the... I think I've told you... At least Donnie maybe about the story. Maybe not. Um, I was at a graduation for... Uh, Hang on, really quick, by the way. Donnie is still here. He has not left to go to use the restroom. Sixth again. grade graduation. Mylar balloon strand, 15 feet long, gets released... Goes up, hits the electrical wires. So this was in 1985. No, this was this was in like uh, 2005 or six. And what was this? It, I was a I was a teacher at the school or a volunteer. Oh, so, anyway, okay. Yeah, it was in fifth grade in 1985. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> no, I was I was at a sixth grade graduation. They let the mylar balloons go. They hit the high power lines because mylar balloons are electrical conductive. It, cre- it it connected the two wires when the when the bolt hit the 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 high the high voltage line exploded and the line split in half dropped down somehow i don't know the math of it or the physics of it but when that wire hit the ground it created like a it grounded the wire and i saw light, i saw electricity shoot up the pole and it blew the transformer then the lightning or the electricity went along the line and blew the next transformer and dropped that line to the ground and on and on down the block and started a fire at the end of the block that the fire uh, fire because of your damn balloon yeah okay so and turned the whole electricity off in that part of Chino too so uh, no not one balloon it was a it was a one of those balloon towers that they do at like graduations like 40 oh, balloons okay. they let the kids play with the balloon towers 6th graders with 40 balloon towers and and then of so, course so a gigawatt is one with nine zeros after it sure a typical 50 foot extension cord can carry 1600 watts so it's like 10,000 times more powerful no. wait are you looking up times. wait are you 625,000 times are you looking up gigawatt giga Yes. I think it's, I'm not kidding, I think it's gigawatt, J-I-G-A, which may be a made-up number, or made-up measurement. Or it could have been just Doc Brown mispronouncing the word gigawatt to gigawatt. No, I don't think Doc Brown would mispronounce the word gigawatt. Well, it might be like GIF and GIF. Here we go. A gigawatt is equal to one billion watts, um... If you're typical, 100 watt incandescent bulb, blah, 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 1.2 gigawatt. So they're saying that Doc Brown was saying gigawatt. Oh. Yes, it's a mispronunciation and they just oh, never okay. fixed it. 
Or um, it may not have. I mean, it's GIF versus GIF. Yes, yes. It's. I mean, but that's what, okay. I mean, it was, well. And actually, I, I should have done 1.2. I only did one gigawatt. Anyway. So times. All, all my point is. 750,000 times more electricity than that what would co- could have handled. What would cause the wire to explode? The heat, correct? Right. How does the wire get hot? By the electricity traveling down it. Yeah, but it's got connections. I think it would have blown up and not had enough. Wouldn't have been able to transfer the but volume he, but of why do you think he's just the using Light moves cords. at the speed of light. But he's also not just using it would have traveled down that cord before heating it. Yeah, even if the cord, even if it took one second, a tenth of a second for that cord to get hot, the lightning would have already passed through it. He's also but not using. He's also not using simple extension cords. Of course, it would have. It's moving at the speed of light. He's not using regular extension cords. That's true. How do you know? It looks like an extension cord. No, it no, it looks like air. He slides down it with his whole body weight. It's aircraft cable. It looks like a regular plug. You want to find the video? Oh my God! It's a regular plug. It's this big. Yeah, it's huge. Did you watch? See, that's I the just problem. Watched it. That's a problem. Yeah, while like you were driving. <laughs> I was watching videos on your phone while driving. No, the plug is seriously about this big. It looks like aircraft cable. Still, is it is it seven hundred and fifty thousand times bigger? than... My that? point is, it light travels at the speed of light. So when that wait, lightning hits it, this it, is a wait. This is a movie about time travel. Do you think they really cared whether the <laughs> wire could should. handle the lightning? No, the light, the wire certainly couldn't have. But it didn't matter because the electric charge the car up. It needs to spend okay, some time right here. connected. No, look at those plugs. Okay, it's bigger than extension cord, but it's not seven hundred fifty thousand times bigger. <laughs> what seven hundred fifty thousand times bigger? He would have had to plug buildings into each other. You wait. You are overlooking the fact that somehow he's using uh, plutonium in, <laughs> in a vehicle, and I'm fairly yeah. confident that the casing around the plutonium in the DeLorean. <laughs> Is not sufficient to keep the car from blowing up. Oh, but don't worry, but don't Slaz isn't worried about that. He really cares about these cords. Yes. Light travels at the speed of light. I'll say it a 14th time. The, the, have you been counting? The, the, the electricity may have blown the cords, but it would have already traveled down the line in order to heat the line in order to blow the line. But it didn't blow the cords. They were fine. No, they, they, uh, something blew. They were on, They're on fire. fire. Yeah. Oh, look at this is actually a, how do you say it, Quora question. How, how big does your cable need to be to transfer 1.2 gigawatts of power in a single cable? Of course it is. Because <laughs> it's probably someone, written by Matt Slavos. <laughs> Just now, it's amazing technology. Wow, um, someone goes through the entire calculation. I hope it's... It would take 47 seconds to heat the cable to its melting point. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know how big of a cable. I'll, I'll read it. You guys keep talking. I'm a fan. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, watching this movie, I realized that Michael J. Fox got to do all the cool car stuff in the 80s. He's riding around behind cars on skateboards. He's dancing and playing air guitar on top of vans in Teen Wolf. Uh-huh. Man. So, my son asked me, do people still do that? I'm like, with, with, when Michael J. Fox rides behind the car on a, on a uh, skateboard, I said... People never did that. Yeah. Here's why, kid. That was never a thing, yeah. Do you want to know why? Because your skateboard wheels would be in serious... Yeah, why aren't you bringing up the skateboard wheels that falling off? It would be very scary. I mean, maybe in a parking lot you could do that, but you're not going to be going 35 miles down the street on your skateboard and thinking everything's going to be A-OK. No, it's called speed wobbles for a reason. I tried a, a... not even similar, but somewhat. I had my friend on his 10-speed go down the steep hill next to my house, and I held on one hand on his steering uh, 
uh, handlebar, a handlebar, and one on his seat, and he was probably going 15 max, and that skateboard was like, <laughs> and then I bounced like seven times. Well, and, and, you know, when you're little skateboard wheels, it doesn't take much for them to start not doing too well. I mean, a rock that you're not, I mean, a little, you know, you know, you know, quarter inch sized rock type thing, yeah. nothing to your car, but those little skateboard wheels, if you're going 50 miles per hour, <laughs> that's not going to be too friendly. Yeah. Although it did seem that all the vehicles in Hill Valley did drive at like 12 miles cool. an hour. Well, that's like because the streets are all on a closed studio set. And, and because they're really having him hold on to the back of it so they could only like, well, okay, okay. Okay, whoa, 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 you're going eight miles per hour, slow down a little bit. Well, we watched Gremlins the day after um, Christmas, uh-huh. and it's the same um, set. Yeah. He's, when he, like, walk, is walking through the time, through the um, t- uh, the square, uh-huh. the town square, it's Hill Valley. Oh, yeah, Hill Valley's in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Because so. it's still there. Um, um, so, he, let's, so he gets, unless there's anything else before we get back, for, before he gets back to present time. Oh, so, um, this was one thing that I, I thought about as probably, I watched it. Probably related to the third movie. No, now. is, is, is this movie racist? Okay. So here it is. The black man created rock and roll. Right? Elvis Presley has been accused of stealing rock and roll from Chuck Berry. Okay. And other black artists. Right. Um, rock and roll and R&B. Um... But in this movie, a white man yes. plays the song that Chuck Berry wrote or performed <laughs> or whatever, and Chuck's cousin calls him to tell him about this new sound, which then Chuck Berry would steal from the white man. Right. And so I just, I was like, huh, that's an interesting, I mean, I don't <laughs> think the movie was really racist, but it was just funny to think like, the also, complaints the, that, Also the white man's the one who told... Um, the mayor to run for mayor. Yeah, yeah, a colored mayor. That'll be the day. Yeah. <laughs> so the white man. What does he say him. when the when the black guy gets out of the car and he's smoking? He's smoking reefer. Oh, we don't need no reefer addicts. No, no. He's like, uh, no. He's like spook. He calls them a spook. Yeah, and, and then, then they call him Pecker. They call the white boys Peckerwood. Yeah. Well, he <laughs> says he says get out of your spook, and then like six black guys get out of the car. You call him a spook, Peckerwood. Yeah. Uh, we don't want to mess with no reefer addicts. Reefer addicts. How 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 timely or how much that sentence uh, well, makes sense? Going back to reefer madness. But at the same yeah. time, they're also playing the time of the fifties. Oh, of course. With with stuff oh, yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even in the eighties, people thought that you could be addicted. Yeah, to Yeah, but they wouldn't refer to it like that. I mean, oh, certainly not. Um, so. But yeah, that that was just. He comes back in time, and the whole world is now a better place. His dad is rich for writing a book about his time travels. Or no, writing that book he always wanted to do. Yeah, his about first sci-fi. book. His first sci-fi book, A Love Made in Space or something. Um, <laughs> they're out, like, him and his mom, the dad and the mom are returning from te- playing tennis and being all athletic and thin. Yeah. Um, his dad, his brother, who's a successful businessman, still is at home, as my wife pointed out. Like, yeah. what successful businessman lives at home? I said, well, maybe he was there for breakfast and it was a Saturday. Right. Yeah. And, um, he's well, he's money. about to go to work, though. No, but it... it if he's a successful businessman, he might have to work on a Saturday. He might have to go in the office on Saturday. Right, and it could be... Well, I mean, we don't know what he... Was, I mean, it's not like he owns his own business. Right. He just is now... He works at a business office. He, he always is, wears a suit when he goes to the office. Right. Yeah, and a successful businessman could go into work at noon, and he could have just stopped by for breakfast. No, that's right. That, that's and, why and I said, say, but it's still kind of funny. sister obviously already has a job as well. Yeah. And then, um... And she's popular with the boys. Right. Which, mm-hmm. I mean, eh, I saw her. Um, <laughs> And then, uh, 
And Biff, his, and Biff is now their now their bitch and is washing the car. Well, his mom is on board with him going camping with his girlfriend. Right. Because yeah. she's not a prude anymore for some reason. Probably yeah. because she wanted to bone him. She stopped drinking. Yeah. I, she must have realized that all the alcohol was causing her to make out with her family. No, it just shows that it just shows that well, only real, real people drink. No, what it really did, but really, really, all that Marty did really was make his dad more of a man, and that improved everybody's life. That's yeah. realistically what happened. And he, like, his dad developed self confidence, and uh, so his dad's not a loser. Meaning that his mom just sort of regrets marrying him and what, having this family, most what, likely. Wouldn't it have been funny if so? His dad punches out Biff. And then he's in the dance, and he's about to dance with Lorraine, and then the redhead guy, like, is like, scram, McFly! And he, like, starts walking away. Wouldn't it have been funny if he had beaten up the toughest, like, guy, toughest, biggest guy at school, yeah. and then this redheaded twerp, yes, I said it, this redheaded twerp was like, get out of here, and he's like, okay. <laughs> um, I like that they make all the manure fall on him. And then, uh, In every movie. And then, yes. Every movie. And then they, um, also, and then, um, Doc is alive, because Doc dies, the Libyans yeah. shoot him, but he... Taped up the letter. Taped up the letter that says, wear a bulletproof vest, or whatever. It just says him. that you're going to get shot, so do take precautions. And so, everyone's happy and alive, and then... Um, and then they rinse and repeat for two more movies. Marty and, Je- <laughs> Marty and Jennifer are about to make out again in the front yard or something, when Doc comes like... It's your kids, Marty. Something has to be done about your kids. Which, by the way, I realized upon this viewing of part two, Doc is a horrible friend. Because he knows what happens to Marty. And rather than try to save Marty, he's like, oh, just save your kids. Yeah. That's true. Why does Doc always yell, though? Plus, yeah, why he's does, supposed to be a crazy doctor. I thought Doc was supposed to be Mr. Don't Reveal the Future to People. And then he literally walks up to a boyfriend and girlfriend and says, you're going to be married and have kids. Yeah. Uh, spoiler well, he alert. says that, but then he often does. Like you said, he tapes a letter together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's just he's a um, conflicted character. So, hang on, he's did, very complex. so let's let's hear what let's hear what Slaz learned about. Uh, you watched a lot of videos just now. We're very quiet for a long time. How well, was that? No, I was watching the. I don't know. I want to play it. I just wanted to watch the Yemen scene because you guys were talking about racist, and I feel, hang on. No, no, no. What happened to this? The cord issue. The electrical oh, cord. He, they, they answered the weight. How many did you need to weigh? They didn't answer the size. So, but did you? Board. But you watched a video watching him work with the cord. Oh, the cord's still very light and small. Uh, I agree. It's maybe not an extension cord. It's a bigger plug than an extension cord, but it's not a power. But, but you, you still can't find if it could. How much? No. You didn't um, find any time travel experiments. No. 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 no, no, no we're talking about racists. It's. I got, I got sidetracked. Yes. Yeah, we know. I still think that the Yemen scene was very racist. Libyans. Libyans, that's right. I think you're very racist right um, now. The Yemens. Alright guys, let's take a break and we'll come back and finish recording part two. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Awesome Podcast. If you enjoy us, please tell a friend and read or review us on iTunes. This has been a Carry Around a Production. <laughs>